Yes, it is. Free Talk Live. It is the Monday night edition. No, it's not. <laughs> Very good. Richie Rich is paying attention. That's right. It's the Sunday night edition. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sell them the chair. That's my favorite one. You'll only need the edge. Uh, the telephone number here if you would like to join in the conversation, because that's how radio call and talk shows work. Well, since we have you, we don't need the edge, wherever you know, Mark happens to be. Ooh. Oh, snap. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the telephone number, should you like to call into this call-in talk radio program, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. I don't know if I said my name in the right order. I think I got it. It wrong. doesn't matter. You think? I, I I think with that many titles, I, I as prefer long as the you order you said them in. I I, I want to add like another. You usually one. do uh, Doctor Reverend, and for some reason that just sounds weird to me. Well, Lord Doctor Reverend Captain Kickass is generally what I say, but I threw something else in there today, and I don't remember what it was. Lord, play Dr. Doctor Tate. Reverend. <laughs> let's let's go to the review. There's Did you a booth to review. Say Captain? Let me consult my personal stenographer. Lord <laughs> Captain Reverend Kickass. Violent stenography not allowed in the studio. <laughs> uh, we're here, and this is where we are, in case you were wondering. In La- the studio. In the studio. Last night, previously on Free Talk Live. Ooh, nice callback. Yes. Uh, we barely got to mention this article from mintpressnews.com uh, we mentioned we had a guest in the studio last night mr gerhard go hard for gerhard.com uh and i love that website by the way <laughs> i made some reference about it uh, being a his slogan being a carryover from when he was a teen and you know trying to trying to you know uh, impress the ladies impress the la- you know that kind of thing he got a he got a kick out of that uh, at any rate the u.s and allies the u.s allies uh, drop 46 bombs per day for over 20 years now, according to new Code Pink research. That's rookie numbers. Now, there's a bit of consternation. And that's uh, when we don't run out like we did under Obama. Well, there's a bit of consternation about numbers in general of how many bombs are being dropped by the U.S. and their allies. Too because many. Because during the Trump, I mean, Trump administration, <laughs> uh, they are still tallying how many bombs that they've shipped over there and dropped, but they're no longer reporting that number to the public. Yeah, and they're also no longer tallying the number of people killed like they used to. Right. Are they finally tallying his tax returns? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I actually, I hope he's paid zero tax because I would also like to pay zero tax as well as would many other people, I'm sure. Not even liber- just libertarians, I'm sure. Just regular normies out there who are like, yeah, I'd love to not pay taxes, I'm sure. But they're out there. You should be free not to, if it's voluntary, like they say. That's correct. But if it's voluntary, then it's not really taxation, is it? I would think not. Yeah. You'd have to come up with a new term. Yeah, like a payment, <laughs> a contribution, right? Like, like you're... You know, when you want to give to a charity, right? There's a couple a of contribution. Charities. Yeah, there's a couple of charities that, that I give to on an annual basis, and that's what I, I make a contribution to those charities yeah. because I think they're they're good causes. But that's neither here nor there. 
Uh, this from Venice, California. The United States and its allies have dropped at least 326,000 bombs and missiles on countries in the greater Middle East since 2001. That is the conclusion of new research by Medea Benjamin and Nicholas Davies of the anti-war group Code Pink. You guys may be familiar with those, this organization. See, that sounds like a lot of bombs, but it's hard to like put it into context. On... Well, it's 46 per day on average. Right. But where? Who are they hitting? Who well, are they targeting? Let's, let's go continue on with the article right. and see what well, they say. Uh, if the trend has continued since they stopped counting, 90% plus uh, innocent civilians. Yeah. Here Which we go. cause for concern. The very next paragraph says... Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, and Yemen are the countries that have felt the worst of the violence. But Lebanon, Libya, Pakistan, Palestine, and Somalia have also been targeted. The total amounts to an average of 46 bombs dropped per day over the last 20 years. Code Pink's numbers are based primarily on official U.S. military releases, as well as from data from the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, the Yemen Data Project, and the New America Foundation. As striking as the figure of 326,000 bombs is, it is an underestimate. Jesus. Why is it an underestimate? Because the Trump administration, as I mentioned earlier, ceased publishing figures of its bombing campaigns in 2020, meaning there is no data for Iraq, Syria, or Afghanistan for either of the previous two years. Also not counted are bombs or missiles used in helicopter strikes, AC-130 gunship attacks, strafing runs from U.S. bombers, or any counterinsurgency or counterterrorism operations in other parts of the world. So you're right. 326,000 does seem like a lot, but it's an underestimation. Yeah, and 46 a day seems like a lot as well, but I go like, that's that's a lot. How big are these bombs, and how are those countries, uh, you know, pardon the term, not bombed to glass by now? Like, what's left after 46 bombs a day for, you know, anyone, any citizens, human beings still living in that area to do anything with? Yeah, that's a good question. I've not been there, so I can't answer those questions for you. I don't see a lot of pictures of it online going, this is what it looks like after 46 bombs a day. Yeah, there's probably very good reason for that. And for the most part, they didn't exactly start out ahead. (laughs) Like, do you remember, I'm old enough to remember Gulf One. And Gulf One was, it was like watching an action movie. Okay. Right? They had embedded journalists with the military. I think I was in middle school at that time. Right? So, like, it was super sensationalized. It was was war television 24-7. CNN became the war channel. Right? Literally. It was all war, all day. They had graphs and charts and all, you know, the answers to the minute details like you're asking about, well, what kind of bombs? What yield did they have? Where were they dropped? How did that, you know, blah, blah, blah. What specific areas? They had all of the analysis. It was like, you know how they get carried away with like sports ball with all the charts and graphs and the analysis and statistics and all that kind of stuff? That's what they did to war. And I think at one point, maybe that maybe that was the beginning for the modern media coverage of war, but it well, seemed to be sensationalized. No, it, it stopped. Okay. It stopped. Sure. But what I'm saying is it was sensationalized back then, like the action movie, and then at some point, it gets humanized, 
right? Where it's it's not like the the pictures aren't of us bombing military bases or bad guys over there. It's it's holy crap! They hit another school. They bombed another wedding. Yep. Look at all these innocents being targeted, and that's when you no longer see those visuals. Yeah, if you think for a minute that the government is not controlling the media output from these areas, I think you'd be sadly mistaken. Now, I don't possess any specific evidence of that other than the fact that at one point CNN was the war channel, and now it's not. You don't see any pictures coming out of these places, you know, unless you dig really super deep on the internet. You know, you befriend some people, you know, on a social media page who actually live there and have taken pictures with their own cell phones and that kind of a thing. But that stuff rarely gets published in the what's known as the U.S. of A. Well, if they'd have kept publishing it, you would have seen the same anti-war sentiment that you saw in the in the late '60s. Exactly. Another reason for them not to publish any of that. Uh, so the article continues. Tough but nice? Question mark. Last week, President Joe Biden gave the order to attack Iraqi militias in Syria, dropping 1.75 tons of bombs. I don't know what that means. Could one bomb be 1.75 tons, I guess? Yeah. See, again, it's hard to conceptualize those numbers. Well, 2,000 pounds of explosives is one ton of bombs. But they dropped 1.75 tons of bombs on a border village, killing 22 people, something that brought cheers from Washington insiders and corporate media pundits alike. The move was reportedly in response to strikes on a U.S. military base in Iraq, bases that last year the Iraqi parliament unanimously demanded be closed. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live on the way. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. It is the, what day is it? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's the Sunday night edition. The telephone number is 6032. Wait, I missed the first part. 836160. Again, the full 10 digits. Let me get my pencil. Six. Say six. Six. Zero. Zero. Three. Three. Two. Two. Eight. Eight. Three. Three. Six. Six. One. One. Six. Six. Zero. Zero. Everybody get that? Good. Fabulously entertaining. Grab a crayon, jot it down on the fridge, whatever you got to do. You can engrave it in your, you know, I don't know, the back of your gold watch that your grandfather had stepped off his, woohoo, you know, from back in the day in the war. That's how we got it back home. You know, whatever you got to do. 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. We've been talking about this article from mintpressnews.com. Very credible site. The title of which, U.S. allies drop 46 bombs per day for 20 years. Underestimate. Which is a large underestimate. Uh, and they had just uh, finished telling us that, you know, Biden, uh, <laughs> he gets into office he promised a whole bunch of things, but what's the first thing it does? He bombs some brown people. That's right. Uh, yeah, it was interesting watching all the praise that he got for that, too. See, he didn't even talk about it. He wasn't talking smack. He just blew people up. I, okay, like, so what, I, really? I saw some of that, and I interpreted that as a little tongue-in-cheek. I don't think it is, actually. Okay. 
right. Like I, honestly, I want to interpret like, it that way, but even, I I'm with Lee. I don't even think if that it was, was okay. Even if it was intended to be tongue in cheek, which I'm sure some people uh, uh, had, but a huge, huge part of why people hated Trump is because he he didn't act right. He acted unpresidential. He bombed like, them and tweeted when, about it. When you are in that place, in that chair, behind that desk, in that office, in that particular mansion, you are supposed to act there. a very specific yeah. way, and none of that involves sending terrible, mean tweets to the leader of North Korea. To anybody that's confused in our listening audience, I, I just want to lay it out for you quite simply. There is no way to bomb people with dignity. That's that's really it. That's the whole thing. Just you can't you can't be a dignified murderer. You know? It's just Well, not. they didn't say he was dignified. They just said he wasn't mean on Twitter. Right? I mean, is well, that not well, come the on, definition? Captain, haven't you right? ever heard of a gentleman spy? <laughs> I don't know anybody who spies on gentlemen. Then again, I don't know that I know any gentlemen. <laughs> Bazing. <laughs> Present company included. Ooh. <laughs> Got to get that right. rim shot fired up. Boom. At any rate, the article continues. Yesterday, anonymous administration officials claimed that Biden had called off a second serious strike after being warned that women and children were in the area. Does that, <laughs> mean, does that mean they had confirmation that the first strike was like completely uh, devoid of women and children? Even like, if it was, so what? Are men's lives worth less than women and children somehow? I mean, I would hear that argument. You know? Yeah. Though no evidence was offered and the officials refused to go on record, corporate media diligently parroted the State Department line, allowing the new administration to simultaneously present itself as getting tough on its enemies and as a champion of human rights. That's right. He has the right to bomb people. How did he get that right? I don't have that right. Do you have that right? I personally do not have do that you have the right. the mandate of the masses. Do you have the right to bomb people? Um, I'm pretty sure I could make a list of people that I honestly have the right to bomb. Uh, Congress, in, for, for starters. In, in self-defense. Well, yes. Right. They're, they're, they're currently killing a bunch but of people. But not in offense. Well, no. Okay. No, you... you but you, individual so, has the right to life. offensively... So, so if none of us have that right, and no other individuals have that right... Murder's how does, bad, How okay? does a president get the right to bomb Constitution. People? It's in there. Constitution does not give people rights. Well, so when I, uh, you know, say steal from you under the threat of uh, kidnapping, Again? That's, that's a mugging. You know, that's that's theft. When yeah. they do it, it's taxation. Right. See, different word, totally different moral qualities. <sighs> I when, disagree. When I kill thousands of people, you know, that's that's a mass murder. When they kill thousands of people, it's a police action. We're bombing for humanity. Humanitarian bombing. Yes, because that's not an oxymoron in any way, shape, or well, form. Well, we've got to secure these areas. Otherwise, some horrible, power-mongering murderers could get in and, you know, kill people. The article continues. War, 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 and more war. <laughs> I mean, George Carlin said it best. We're a warlike people. And by we, he means the United States of America and the military. We really like bombing people. In fact, if your country's got some brown people in it, watch the F out. We're probably going to bomb you. 
The United States has been at war for nearly every year of its existence as an independent nation, fighting in 227 years of its 244-year history. And winning all of them. Go America. Yeah, I, well, I need to find winning since uh, these wars, since I've been alive, have been never-ending. I would find it hard-pressed to say that they've won anything. Hey, if it hasn't ended, you can't take the L, man. Just saying. Well, it's not that we're a war like we just we don't like war. We just had to. And then then we just really had to, you know, that one time. And and then we just I mean, we had no choice the time after that. So it's not a good position to be in. But America does position itself globally as like the world police. Right. If they're being part of the U.N., you're part of that. America. F. Yeah. Right. Coming again to say the mother effing day. Yeah. Yes. Team America. World police. It's parody, but it's, you it's know, accurate. It's accurate. What I thought was amazing about that movie is that uh, I saw people laughing at it for completely opposite reasons. Right. Yeah. That's they, then. That's like how that, you know it's that good was comedy. impressive. Yeah. Well, you get uh, the racist people laughing at the whole mispronunciation of terms and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Exa- all of that, which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> but what I'm saying, <laughs> and is then the anti-racist laughing at it for like the depiction of racism. Right. Exactly. But if you position yourself as the world police, and and then you see this injustice in this other country, per- perceived or otherwise, right? If not you, the you know the United States government acting on behalf of those being victimized there, then who would come to their defense? Who would not? Well, I mean, it's really their own fault. They keep selling things for not American dollars and upsetting the countries that will only sell their important things for American dollars. I mean, like, if Yemen hadn't upset Saudi Arabia so much, we wouldn't be there. Oh, that's true. You know, if uh, if Hussein had just refused to sell oil for anything other than U.S. dollars... We wouldn't have gone into Iraq. Wait, didn't didn't uh, Gaddafi try to do that and then they took him out? Yeah. Didn't he try to move away from the oh, yeah. USD and then they oh, were like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Everybody thinks it was something else, but that's really why they went and took him but, out. Was but even in those cases, away. are you saying that those citizens of that country were happy being led under those rules? Oh, I don't think anybody is really happy being led by a politician of any kind. So you got to get them out. If you're the world police, you get them out. Yeah, but then what? Replace him with your guy? That's not cool either. After the break. 603-283-6160. Would you vote for Gaddafi? Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now. Click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news. All on a slick and easy-to-use website. All put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. It is the bearded edition. The live beards are here. The telephone number, if you would like to converse with one of the beards, or all of them, is 
603-283-6160. Beards, no broads. Again, 603-283-6160. With great beard comes great responsibility. Indeed. Indeed, it is true. Grooming it is a big one. It sure is. Uh, you know, you guys may not know, maybe you do, uh, I am a parody artist. What does that mean? That means uh, I take existing songs and I make fun of them by changing the words into something, you know, I don't know, topical or controversial or just funny. Uh, one of my favorite sort of underground parodies, I don't remember who the artist is. I want to say Bob Rivers, but I'm not sure that it is Bob Rivers, but it's a song called bomb iran right and it's the beach boys right bomb 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 I that was uh made famous by john mccain yeah john oh, mccain was it john mccain no because that song was out before mccain well the song but mccain actually said well what do you want to do with iran he's like oh just like that bomb 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 iran wow. and then it became a thing well it's still continuing the bombing of iran that is uh, according to this article from mint press news well it's because they're only about. like days away from getting nuclear weapons what else are you going to do? They've well, been, yeah, I mean, if we hadn't been bombing from... them all this time, they'd have already had it. That, I mean, yeah, exactly. They've been days <laughs> away from this thing for years. Staved for off because of the of bombings. You know, do you think it's possible to bomb somebody so much that they can't invent the radio? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah? It I mean, is, I don't think so. It is also... I'm sorry, I don't think it's possible for you to bomb people in, you know, otherwise brown countries enough to prevent them from obtaining technology. I mean, they have cell phones, don't they? Didn't prevent them from getting that. Well, because you didn't bomb them enough, right? Like, I mean, okay, no, seriously. Enough bombings uh, uh, will be clear. reduce the let's technological be clear. level. I didn't bomb anybody, much less bomb them enough right. or not enough, just but to be clear. We talked about earlier that they're not showing you the footage. If you look at right. the ways, you know, the, the images that you can find and where it's, you know, concrete just crumbling down, uh, reduced to rubble, right? And you continuously do that. How are how is that country ever going to get the infrastructure to rebuild to at any sort of you know current technological standard and invent the radio with all the components like all they've got to do all they got to work with again is like, bro they got cell the phones because you know again and again you, the question was can you bomb them enough you absolutely can I, I don't think so because now they've got uh, technology that doesn't require as much infrastructure okay. And it passes data and information faster than anything that came before it. Even with the cell oh, phone, so you're asking. Tower. So you're asking, is it practical to bomb someone enough to not create? I'm, I'm just radios? saying that I'm of the opinion that it is impossible unless you drop, you know, you, you go all Hiroshima on them, right? You know, that's possible. Uh, I mean, that's going to prevent anybody from doing anything for quite a radius for quite some time. Uh, but outside of that. You know, in the way they've been going about doing it. Now, the reason you don't see many pictures of the new bombings is because they haven't had enough time to rebuild anything over the last forty years that it's been going on, or longer. Yeah. So how you get, how how can you improve your your situation or get any new technology in there sustainably? Again, they got cell phones. They got the internet somehow. They got apps. They got freaking TikTok. Okay. You know, if they can't exchange some, you know, rudimentary data on how to build a nuclear warhead, then they got bigger problems. Even the cell phone requires a tower somewhere. So if you wanted to take well, out the cell phone service, you just take out the towers. You get satellite phones. You could. Uh, well, yeah. So As why do you ask? As those are. Uh, 
why do I ask what? If it's possible to bomb a country to the point where they can I no asked, longer create, I, I, I opined that it's not possible. Okay. Well, why? Well, I heard a question. Can, uh, yeah, I heard. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, okay, I'll rephrase. Why are you concerned? Like, why are you opining that it's impossible to stop them from making a radio? Uh, I don't remember. All right, then. Moving on. Yeah. There was a point that I had, but it escapes me at this point. It's because we didn't agree with you. No. Oh. Now, it definitely no. takes a lot of bombing to was, make it uh, impossible to create a radio. Else. Yeah. There was something else that I had a point on. Ah, whatever. Uh, the article continues. Many of the Biden administration's early moves signal that there will be more continuation rather than rupture with previous U.S. Porn, porn policy, foreign policy in the Middle East. While Biden had pledged to end the U.S. role in Yemen, the State Department's qualifying language makes it clear that the U.S. is merely returning to Obama's position on the conflict. Biden promised only to end support for offensive Saudi campaigns and limit relevant arms sales, yet his administration immediately began emphasizing and denouncing Houthi attacks on Saudi Arabia and reaffirming its commitment to help Riyadh defend itself from Houthi aggression. U.S. Envoy Timothy Lenderking even went so far as to praise Saudi Arabia for its generous support over the decades for the people of Yemen. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, real supportive right there. Very, very generous of you. You know, when, when I'm having a, a genocide uh, carried out against my people, I always think that they're just so supportive. Well, I just, just got to point out it's just a cultural difference. That's all. Now, just for contrast here, and because I'd like to say these things out loud to illustrate what preposterousness it is, if one bomb was dropped somewhere on the actual United States, right, something considered the geographic area known as the United States, I mean, there'd be hell to pay. One bomb. Uh, yeah, 9-11. One bomb. You know, that was two airplanes. Yeah, that wasn't even a bomb. Okay, right. So, so imagine, imagine if you know some airplane from some foreign country, you know, flew over. I don't know Chicago, right, and dropped a bomb. Right, what would happen? What would the news be like? How would that coverage be? Now, imagine that happening forty-six times a day. Yeah, again, it's difficult to conceptualize. You know, I can't I, even picture that, you know. You know, I do have to uh, point out that uh, that Biden is quite correct when it sa- when he says that he's just returning to the o- to Obama's position on the conflict. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. It's a horrible position. I mean, I know we didn't, you know, have any coverage of it at all for any of the time that Obama was in power, but holy crap was he a warmonger. His supporters still think he's the peacetime president. Well, he did win a friggin' Nobel Peace Prize before say, he even got into power. Didn't he win but a holy peace crap, prize he for took us from, He took us from two wars to seven. Proof is in the prizes. Nobel am, Peace Prize, got to be a peacetime guy. I am not a fan of presidents, period. They don't need to exist. You want, hey, cancel culture. Presidents, take a look at them. See if you can't cancel them. Start <laughs> there and then work your way down to all the politicians. Do, do, do the world a bit of good. Instead of all this insanity. There's well, enough ammunition out there. It's where we presence. should really start our gun control policy. I always maintain for anybody who advocates gun control of any kind, okay, great, let's start with the government. 
Let's disarm everybody in the government, period. I don't care if it's the military, the CIA. I don't care if it's the paper pusher, you know, the, the guy sitting behind the secretary, whatever. You know what I mean? That type of a position. Or if it's the police. Let's disarm, let's disarm everybody in government. Show us how it's done, government. You want the people to not have the ability to defend themselves. Show us how it's done and lay down your arms. Govern without the use of coercive force and violence. Yeah, let's start with the people with the worst background check imaginable and just work our way down to, you know, individuals. Oh, you want to take my guns, Mr. Governor? Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't pass my background check, so I can't really give my firearm to you. It's the easy way to, like, point out that the anti-gun people aren't really anti-gun. Yeah, they're for gun. They're just for not you having a gun. Right. Well, in the same way it doesn't. Weapon. Well, in the same way it doesn't count as theft if it's taxation. It doesn't count as having a gun if they have uh, a uniform. Right. You've been euphemized. Only warriors should have weapons of war. The euphemisms are strong within the organization known as government. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We've got more free talk live coming up. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It is Free Talk Live. It is the Sunday night Beardsman edition. All of the Beardsmen are here. Tonight, I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass, and joining me, Beakless Mountaineer and Richie Rich. The telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160, and we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily. But I wanted to let you know that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you will find a cornucopia of information neatly organized by your needs. There is no longer an excuse for ignorance of this important world-changing information. If you are knowledgeable about crypto already, please check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines and all of the news relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. We were just talking about Bitcoin over the break. How could you not be? Check out those prices. Well, I mean, they they just passed the, what, $1.9 trillion new spending bill, which, you know, compared to last year is, uh, you know, a a light spending bill. I mean, it's only like, what, number three, number four of like all time? How much was last year? Oh, jeez. Okay, so the CARES Act, uh, the estimates on that one uh, went anywhere from like $6 trillion to like $12 trillion. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, which that one's really tough to tell because like I should know this because we covered it, but it, well, the it, numbers like that escape me because they're such large numbers that nobody can comprehend them. Yeah. So the only number you need to comprehend is the fourteen hundred bucks you're getting or not Woo! getting. Oh, okay. You know, depending on the, apparently they've ruled some people out. Such a buzz. Yo. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh well, not everybody's gonna get it. Only some people. Yo. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Robert calling. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Yes, hi. I just wanted to say that a lot of times the United States gets doesn't know its history particularly well, and that's why it gets duped by a lot of foreign powers who've been fighting each other for thousands of years. The Second World War could probably be traceable all the way back to 9 AD, when three um, Roman legions were betrayed by a, a former uh, uh, Roman general who was retired in Germany, and he double-crossed the Romans and had those, uh, those three Roman legions, complete with the soldiers, their wives and their children and their animals and their pets, slaughtered in, in a forest in Germany, and that's how Germany got crossed off the map and declared barbarian territory in Russia, and Rome didn't want anything to do with him anymore. And that's why there was a German part of of Europe and an, and an Italian or a Roman part of Europe or a romanticized part of Europe, what do you call it? Uh, anyhow, and England was part of that, France was part of that, and that's why we're there two, two divisions in Germany. And if that hadn't happened, the Second World, World War may not have happened. I mean, it's traceable that far back. And a those kinds of things have been going on in the Middle East for thousands of years as well. Um, just think of, for example, Dresden. The bombing of Dresden was a vendetta attack. It had nothing to do with anything other than a vendetta, and the British tricked the Americans into doing that. It didn't save one life and it caused the death of 45,000 people, many of whom were refugees who had come in from the Czech Republic and also from... um from Poland, and we're, we're camped out along the side of the Elbe River, and they were hey, just uh, Robert? for no reason whatsoever. Hey, hey, and then there was Those people were, were dependent hey, on us. We, they were under the impression He's not done that we and hey, the other hey, that were there would protect them, but that didn't happen. Hey, Robert. And, and I called the, the um, NATO headquarters hey, twice from my apartment in Dresden, Germany, and they accused hey, me of, of, of jumping gun and, 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 and hey, screaming wolf when it, was, when, it wasn't, when it wasn't happening yet. Robert. Sorry, did you say something? Yes, I did. <laughs> I wanted to tell you that you should try to breathe every now and again. It's amazing. I had a buddy. We were doing door-to-door sales, and he was, like, able to inhale while he was giving his spiel. Yeah. So he would never stop talking. Right. And then so the customer could never say no. Right. And I, I definitely agree that we do not know our history, and I think that uh, public school is responsible for the lack of interest in that. But I don't know why this particular piece is important at all. Well, I, you know, as far as foreign policy is concerned, why does there even need to be one? Here's the only foreign policy there should be. If somebody attacks us, we defend ourselves. That's ah, it. But That's the only foreign policy that should exist. But then oh, you're, you're fighting supposed to police them? the world that way. You're fighting them on your soil. You'd want to fight them on your soil, then your infrastructure gets damaged. You have to take the fight to them. Your thoughts, Robert? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I just wanted to mention real fast... That another perfect example of what I mean, and it's a, it's a glaring example. The French, the Russian, and the German leaders were in were in France to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the attack uh, by the by the Allied forces when they landed on in, in France to 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 attack the, the the Third Reich, and and they referred to them as the. the the, the heads of state, and one of those supposed heads of state was German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel is not the head of state of Germany. The Bundespräsident is the head of Germany. They didn't even know that. Nowadays, they refer, I called them up, of course, and told the press. I called lots of people and told them that. Now, of course, they know that, and they refer to her, to her, to her as well as, uh, as, as, the, as a German leader, and therefore they avoid that problem. But they didn't even know that. And the second thing is that I also heard, to them, refer, heard them refer to the Technische Überwachungsdienst as a company, a German company. It's not a German company. It's an association, just as like the United Underwriters Laboratory is an association here in the United States. They do the same thing and serve the same purpose, but they didn't even know that either. I, I'm telling you, if you don't know your history, you're going to repeat errors again and again. You'll just trample into it. You'll be, 
You'll be tricked by foreign powers who want you to do something. This is a perfect example of what happened in the Middle East with Saudi Arabia versus Iran. They, the Saudi Arabians actually organized it so that we would get into on their side and 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 and, and fight the, the Iranians for them essentially. And that's exactly how 9-11 happened, actually, and, and that, that report was deleted from the report that was given to President uh, George H.W. Bush. They took those pages out of the report so that the United, people in the United States wouldn't get involved and, and cause a problem with Saudi Arabia, because that's how important Saudi Arabia was to our oil business and probably still is. And we got duped again right there. And the British, by the way, are very, very good at manipulating the Saudis. They had a little problem with their wow. with their supersonic airport flying air craft flying over Saudi Arabia. So one of the, the a, a, a British um, official, uh, a diplomatic official, spoke, I heard the conversation, spoke with one of the Saudi officials, and he very, very cleverly manipulated the Saudi guy into, into giving permission for that to continue, uh, saying, oh, you'd have to listen to it yourself. It was very, very well done, I must say. The All British right. and the French are very, very clever. Well, thanks and, for the call, Robert. We appreciate it. I'll, I'll be honest. A uh, little bit of constructive feedback, perhaps. Yes. When you explain it like that, nobody is going to understand what you're talking about, yeah, no. even yeah. if you're correct at every point along the way. Yeah. So I, I do want to address the lack of interest that people have in history. And a big part of that. Wait, wait. Because we learn from the past that people seldom learn from the past. So you know Maybe. your history. Or so, do I? So the the thing about learning history is that the human mind is not capable of learning certain things and capable of learning other things. What we're great at is narratives. Telling each other stories is a thing that we've done since before we wrote things down. Yes. Robert is not great at narrative. No. Right. Okay. So if He you didn't don't, even start with you, once upon a time. Right. If you don't put this in a context that we can relate to, then we won't even know what's going on, let alone be interested in it. Like, honestly, my interest in history waned from listening to Robert. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, there's yeah, a difference between the head We've... of state and head of government. Is that an important difference? Dear <sighs> audience, if if we've alienated you from learning history in any way, shape, or form, uh, we, we hereby apologize. And I'm fascinated by the relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia. I think it's uh, responsible for our our, uh, our monetary system having not fallen yet. I, and I, yet, like, uh, he launches into this thing with no context, no point of relation, and even I have difficulty listening to it when I'm already fascinated by the subject. Yeah. I was just impressed with the fact that he could keep spouting words one after the other without breathing. That was, I mean, I don't know many people who can do that. That was impressive. Circular breathing. Um, what I do want to say is he brought up heads of state. And I'm not really sure what he was referring to when That's he what you said it. Up on? When I was, oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the reason I picked up on it is because in my head I had this. Um, I don't know. Okay, I had so, this cartoon so, drawing in my head when he said heads of state. I had this cartoon drawing in my head of heads of state on a stick. Okay. <laughs> right? Like all of the heads of the heads of state all on sticks. Like something out of, I don't heads know, a, 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 cave, a caveman movie or like, uh, would be uh, nice to I don't know, uh, what Ghost am I thinking of? of? Uh, something like that or maybe, uh, what's the, the Planet of the Apes maybe okay. or something like that? Where like, you know, the creatures out in the wilderness put, you know, heads on sticks to like warn you not to come there. Like the Romans. Something like that. Okay. Also, he did use romanticizing, and it occurs to me that if you talk about something in a Roman context, have you romanticized it? In one way. Find out next. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. 
Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications, libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarius. Free Talk Live. That's the name of this show. You've tuned in to the correct radio station and or internet feed if you are hearing my voice right now. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. Again, the telephone number 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Beakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. We've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff, and we're going to talk about a bunch more stuff. A ways to go. Because that's what we do here at Free Talk Live. It is a live call-in radio talk program. But we do it in a conversational tone and a conversational manner. We attempt to. Sometimes the callers aren't as cooperative with the the conversational... Portion of I just the want program. to put that out there for new listeners to the new hour, going like, what am I supposed to do when I call in? And it is not ramble on until you lose your breath. <laughs> Start there. I mean, please. In, in ways that was impressive. Okay. Right. In, you know, the dark world, you know, like I'm surprised that somebody is capable. He is a wizard of, of the verbal arts. Of, of babbling that much in a row while barely breathing at all. Um, you know, I, I don't recommend you learn that as an art. And in a way, it is impressive that at least 46 bombs a day get dropped on the greater Middle East Great for the last back. 20 years. Great callback to the original topic. Yes, well then. Uh, speaking of callers, let's go to one now. We have Dana calling. F- and Dana, I'm sorry, where are you calling from? Old Town, Maine. Okay, cool. And you are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just, uh, and you guys aren't even, I don't get a chance to call out often, but uh, I think it was last week, and I don't think any three of you guys were even on, but I, I was fuming. I, I heard uh, some talk of election fraud, and uh, it seems um, it's always understood to favor the Democrats and harm Republicans. That seems to be... Um, well, not uh, during the last it, cycle. That seems to be the thrust of it. During the Trump cycle, it was and, Trump uh, was uh, guilty of election fraud that kept Hillary out of office. Fair play. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, uh, in general, uh, for years and years and years now, this uh, Rush Limbaugh guy that just died, yeah, they always talked about election fraud coming from one side only. Okay. That's all I basically get here where I am is talk radio. And it's all pro-Republican, uh, you know, so uh, uh, anybody oh. claiming there's some liberal bias apparently isn't a talk radio listener like I am. And that's where I get most of it. Because uh, of Rush Limbaugh. But I wanted to point out that the important oh, thing everybody's missing all the time is that rarely, I, I never hear anyone pointing out that the important, obvious voter fraud is evident in a system which offers us as choices a, a couple of puppets like Trump and Biden in the first place. Do you listen and to this show I, frequently? I, I hear people con- no. 
What's that now? Do you listen to this show frequently? Our show, yes, Free Talk Live? and I, I've noted that you guys, too, I mean, um, not as bad as the rest of them. But I, I, I've noticed, like, even this, like the station, you guys are, are on, like, uh, for instance, um, what, what, it's, uh, 560 down there in Portland. I can't even think of the name of it now. But, I mean, they got Glenn Beck and, and, and Hannity and right. Alex Jones and Limbar and, and so, the rest of them on there. Let me, let me so, jump in real quick. Uh, for because some reason, of, because of Rush Limbaugh. As, as conservative-leaning, too. Hang on, Dana. Be, because of Rush Limbaugh, like, being the pioneer, sort of, in talk radio, like, saving the AM dial when he started his shtick, uh, talk radio has always seemed to lean conservative as a medium, right? The the misinformation you get in the media seems to be the visual media coming from mainstream cable news, which in a lot of cases tends to lean liberal with your MSNBCs, your CBS, you know, CNN, and yeah, then Fox if, News. If you want something that leans to the left in talk radio, uh, PBS has that covered. NPR? Yeah. Yeah. I Sorry. do want to say, uh, yeah, I, I do want to say, Dana, that, you know, I don't know how often you get to listen to myself anyway, but my opinion on voter fraud is that, well, it's all fraud because you shouldn't have to vote somebody to be your leader when you're perfectly capable of leading yourself. So uh, all voting in, exactly in, right. in, in my mind is fraud. It's fraudulent. It doesn't even need to happen. These people aren't leaders anyway. Is, is Biden a leader? I don't know. I wouldn't trust him around children. I wouldn't trust him around my family. I wouldn't trust him to even come to this studio, really, uh, much less, you know, his predecessor, Mr. Trump. I don't know him. I've never met him. We've never sat down, you know, so I wouldn't trust him around anybody. I wouldn't trust Obama around anybody that I know. I wouldn't trust him to do anything anything for me in any way shape or form i have no reason to believe that these people are leaders and where the hell are they leading us to anyway war <laughs> well and not only that but nobody ever mentions that uh, even you know that these people are an operator class essentially yep. the true owners and controllers are the people who control the issuance of our money uh, and I, I know that sounds odd to say, but, I mean, it's it's the one issue. Not to us. Are you guys <laughs> yeah. familiar with Renaissance 2.0, no. um, the uh, video series by Zimmer? No. I am not. Fill us in. That guy right there has, has I think, identified the, um, the fraudulent nature of uh, all of political uh, uh, dialogue, uh, all of it. In, in that, there, you know, the... The true rulers and owners in society are people that are never mentioned. It's it's the moneyed class, and that these politicians. This is just a marketplace, and the moneyed class basically has uh, moved into position people who are no threat to the existing order. Yeah, they have absolutely no clue. I've talked to politicians that, that uh, in my yard here. They come up and try to convince me to vote for them, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've never found a one of them who can honestly answer the question of who creates our money and how do they do it no. they, they have no. no understanding of the fraudulent nature of this money system we live under and the fact that 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 um, institution basically is the apex institution in society yeah well, and you're, you're absolutely discussed. right i mean the the fundamental power that these government people have apart from violence is the issuance of money and you can't even afford to make that kind of violence unless you can issue money I mean, that's a big part of why we talk about cryptocurrency on this show. Yeah, but I mean, uh, well, okay, uh, you know, that, that's another, don't get me started on that one. But uh, 
it's the, the money system has never been properly. It, it for instance, um, most people still think that the government. I, I, I talk with people about this all the time, one on one situations, and a lot of people still believe that the, the government prints the money. They, they, they think well, it's the Federal they, Reserve you know, that, that prints they, the money. Well, yeah, which you, is not you, you mean literally no prints. Most people it's think it's literally. Either, by the way, most of it's yeah. just digits. That's true. And, yeah, uh, if, when in you understand system. how these numbers originate, you will not be fighting about Donald stinking Trump and Joe Biden. You won't even mention these fools well, anymore. You'd be surprised how many people think you can still get gold and silver for it. Yeah, I, I believe Dana. <laughs> I believe you're talking about fractional reserve banking, and that is where banks can issue money out of thin air. Uh, when they want to loan something, there used to be a requirement that the banks would have to keep roughly 10% of whatever it is they were going to loan out uh, in reserves. But actually, they they passed a thing that says, no, they don't have to keep anything now. So now they're just creating this money out of thin air. You're right. It is in digits. They're just adding digits to the ends of their ledgers, right? More zeros on the end of it. And, and money gets created out of thin air by not only the regular banks, but also by the Federal Reserve. As we witness with the, we mentioned it earlier in today's program, the $1.9 trillion is the latest. Uh, well, and, and theoretically, <laughs> bill. theoretically, they loan that to the government right. with interest or somehow buy treasury bonds of some kind yeah. to funnel that into the state. Dana, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Um, it certainly is interesting to say the least. Uh, and I'm glad Dana called. It sounds to me like he's on the right track. He gets it. Keep listening. Well, the power Please to keep tax- listening to Free Talk Live. Go check out freetalklive.com, Dana. Uh, you know, check out this the show, archives. Yeah, check out the archives. This show talks all about that stuff. Uh, ad nauseum at times, depending on what days you're listening to. Well, and just as the power to tax is the power to destroy, the power to fund is the power to create. If you take away their ability to fund all of these programs, then guess what? All of the programs disappear. Yeah. If the money wasn't borrowed for all of these endless wars and the bill was actually issued to each individual for the cost of it on a monthly basis, why, the war would be over yesterday. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Welcome back, everybody. It is Free Talk Live, the live radio call-in talk program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. Our telephone number here in the studio, if you would like to get on the airwaves, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603 283 6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Beakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And we've been talking about all sorts of fun stuff. What was the last caller on about? Uh well, he he was talking more about, you know, the Federal Reserve, how money's created, right. how he doesn't like hearing conservatives so much on talk radio. Right. Yes. He is correct, though. Most people, if they did their homework and found out how the USD, Federal Reserve notes, commonly known as the dollar, 
uh, is created, how more of it comes into being, um, I think that they would be really freaked out. One thing I do want to touch on, because uh, he mentioned you know, Joe Biden and who's really in control, um, I think one of the high points for us liberty-minded individuals of the Joe Biden presidency now is this is the greatest evidence towards a puppet leadership because it is so clear that he is being controlled by somebody else, right? Because cognitively, he's just not there like, you know, Trump was. Like Trump was, you know, like him or hate him, he was Come on, on man. He was on point with his message, right? That's it, right? The, the latest with the Biden thing was, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm open to questions if anyone's got any, and then boom, right? The feed gets cut. He's not answering anything. Well, and I mean, I think that's part of why people voted for him is that he is the institution. Like, people voted for Trump because he was Trump. Yeah. People voted for Biden because he's the institution. Like well, he's not, He doesn't have his own no voter pl- fraud. Hmm? And that's if you believe there was no voter fraud. Right. Well, I mean, regardless, whether, whether or not uh, the, and how much there was, like, there are people that voted for him. And mostly it's because he's the establishment. Like, it's not that he has this, you know, unique personality or anything like that. It's they wanted the establishment back. But it's very clear that the establishment is just puppeteering the man, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. This go round. I mean, all the go rounds, but sure, well, this, one might be, this one might be more obvious. Obama than was very eloquent, right? Trump was Trump. And now you have Biden, which is clearly a puppet well, well he's just and, senile and, and it was the exact opposite for the people that voted trump especially last time uh that he what he represented was a challenge to the establishment that's what he presented himself as right absolutely yeah uh let's go to jay calling from washington jay you are on free talk live hi guys i just have a question for you i've been listening to you for some time mm-hmm. what awaits the people that move to new hampshire under uh, I forget what it's called, the whole move to New Hampshire society so you can get it. Free I'm, state project? I'm a blue, is one blue of the big state, ones. but I'm, I'm fairly, you know, I like my rights and everything. But I make very, you know, I make paycheck to paycheck. What happens when these people move over there out of curiosity? What awaits them? I mean, I don't work for, you know, Fortune 500 company or anything. I, I take care of myself. I, you know, have my own means. But if they pack up and move everything, what's, what's, what is waiting for them? I mean, job-wise and all that, no one really talks about that side of it. Oh, we have a really low unemployment rate, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Un- unemployment is super low. There are many jobs available. Um, you know, some of them aren't, you know, I mean, if you're working in like a corporate office and you're like a vice president or something, you know, that, that's not that's not very New Hampshire. There are some I, of I that. I work for a convenience store. Okay, you could find well, a job. Here. You could very easily find a job that replaces your income and maybe even make a little bit more. Uh, the apparent rate of you know hire here is such that minimum wage isn't even a question. Uh, a lot of the jobs pay you know even above fifteen bucks an hour to start for like entry level stuff. So yeah, you should. Okay, because I'm, I'm on the east east side of Washington, the more predominantly red side that gets ignored over here so i'm spokane yeah i'm I'm familiar with the spokane area in eastern washington i I, tri cities okay yeah i know where the tri cities is i i lived in seattle for the hanford area i lived in seattle for 20 years or so so i'm you know i'm familiar with the rest of the state i've traveled out there uh quite a bit so okay so you understand how this this state works we get ignored and they vote everything in (laughs) So that, that's that, one of the reasons I've that's, been looking. That's basically it in a nutshell. I lived in Richland for a few months. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, then I'm I'm right next there. I'm in Kennewick, which yeah. is one of the one of the Tri Cities. Yeah. Now, Pasco. Jay, yep. Jay, do you get three seasons there out in the Tri Cities area? I believe you do, but correct me if I'm wrong. We get four. We get four, but it depends on how the weather's being. Okay. Because uh, the only yeah. shocker might be somebody who has not experienced like a real winter. You know, that might be a shocker to them. Um, it's not. Well, the pass has just got twenty feet of snow, so you're good to go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm just wondering on that. You know, as far as that, because uh, you haul high, I'm here. What What do I do next? You know, just well, kind of curious. One of the beautiful things about having the freedom here is the the freedom to do as you wish when it comes to how to make your money, right? So occupational licensing isn't really a big thing here. So I, you know, if you if you have skills, you can employ them almost immediately. Um, oh, okay. You're not going to the the Free State Project or any of the other organizations aren't going to provide you with an income no. upon landing. But no, if you, you got to go out and make your own keep, and that's part right. of right. being human. I but if you ingrat- if you ingratiate yourself within the community, right, there are always opportunities with you know community members if they're saying like, "Hey, I need I need a worker, or I need this, or I need that," and you can definitely okay. find something if and, you're willing to I, work hard. Then I had a, I had a small second question. Sure, I I did. Some stupid things when I was a lot younger, and say I got my rights restored. Okay, which means yes, I'm a felon, but now I can actually physically own guns in this state. You can do that. You can get your rights restored. It's it's a long process and a lot of money. Does that Mark state is working re- on that at some point in Florida as well. Does that state reciprocate in that? You know, do they have problems with you know other people that oh you have a felony, but okay, I still am allowed to own them. Does that does that cross any you know from one state to another? Does that state have an issue with it? Yeah, I don't I don't know the legal answer to that. So I would I would consult an attorney uh, to get the okay, actual answer to that. Yeah. Um, uh, what I can I tell you though, know that one. yeah, she maybe might, yeah. maybe uh, what I can tell you though is that as far as gun rights go, um, you know, I don't you don't even need a license to concealed carry here. You just can you can open carry at any time. It's you know much like Washington well, they, they State. They said you can't. Well, I can't conceal carry ever. I can't get a permit. You don't need a you permit here. That's yeah, no permit. No permit is required to conceal carry in the state of New Hampshire. It's constitutional carry. You can open carry. They got their rights. The rights back. That's the legal ad, so that you would have to consult an attorney. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I, I'm I'm not that well versed in what happens with the right restoration uh, and somebody I know I who migrates open carry here. For days. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it might okay. not be a problem, but that's something you're going to probably have to look into. It seems like a very specific thing. If your uh, concern is acquiring oh, yeah. a permit, you, you don't need one here to conceal carry. The oh, only no, reason no, I to can't. Get the... I've, I've given up on that. Okay. Understood. But what I'm saying is you don't need one, and the only reason to get one is for uh, multi-state reciprocity. Yeah. All right, well, good luck, okay, Jay. thank you, guys. Yep. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, if you do move, I hope it goes well, Jay. 603-283-6160. We certainly could use more freedom-loving individuals making the move to New Hampshire. I found it a great transition. Nice. More Free Talk Live on its way. Do you feel like your nation, state, or community no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where people agree that liberty is important and are free to pursue their projects so long as they respect the property of others? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. Their social media links are at the upper right of the page at freeprivatecities.com. All skill levels will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities opens. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build. freeprivatecities.com
Welcome back to Free Talk Live. It is the Sunday night Bearded Men edition. Because, well, for those of you not watching on our social media, our DLive and whatever else we got going on, uh, the three of us are very bearded men. And I am the Reverend Captain Kickass joining me. Beakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And our telephone number here in the studio is 603-283-6160. And let's go right away to some of your calls and thoughts. We have Jet calling. Jet, you are on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi. Now, I could um, I could talk about how states are stupid and then kind of bleed that into taxation or just focus on taxation. But, Do it. We love that. Bleed uh, in. Yeah. Now, I'm not I'm not sure why you guys, when you come on the uh, actual uh, headphone here, that you go really quiet. So oh, anyway, I'll I'll try to listen better. So states are stupid because, uh, well, first of all, it's it's just a somebody drew some line on a map at some point. Political I've boundaries. Never under- Say what? Political boundaries. Yeah, and I've never understood, you know, why somehow, let's say 150 years ago, somebody who drew those lines, why anyone is paying attention to those today. But here, here's really why states are stupid. You know, they all have capitals. They all have separate legislatures. They have separate laws. All the laws are different. A lot of them are the same. Um, a lot of the titles that people uh, carry in these so-called states are different uh, the, the I'm talking about the borders. Uh, police have different uniforms, yeah. cars, flags, insignias, all this stuff. And but the but the crazy thing is, you know, I'm up here in Coeur Idaho, and uh, across the across the river is Spokane, Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, Spokane, you can go over there and get all the cannabis you want. In any form, you um, you show up in Idaho with that, you're going to jail. Right. Yep. It's just the stupidest stuff. But anyway, all this stuff, of course, is funded. Well, now, the- isn't one side of that stupid and the other not stupid? Well, I guess. Well, it's all it's all stupid. Well, no, no, no. I mean, allowing you to have cannabis is not stupid. Well, so you well, should it be, is you- because they tax it. Right. Yes, uh, if if yes, you had seen true. now, I having lived in Washington State, I saw the quote legalization unquote uh, come into being, and what they did is they taxed everyone at each level approximately fifty percent. So the growers are getting taxed, the distributors are getting taxed, and the retailers are all getting taxed by an entity that did nothing to help them establish yeah. their businesses. And when you talk about that political line, there might be something prohibited in Spokane that is allowed in Idaho. And right. then you have the... Fl- so pick your point. Well, yeah, Idaho has uh, constitutional carry, for example. There you go. So what well, do you want to do? Carry guns or smoke you, weed? You pick might just refer to it as... Well, and the original idea for the states was that they were different cultures, that you would have a, a different culture in this state versus in that state, but the federal system has become so large that that's become the dominant force in our culture, so we've uh, basically become homogenized that way. And cultural boundaries wouldn't be drawn out with such straight lines on a map. Okay, Jet, go ahead. Yeah, so 
So here we are, and all this stuff, all this nonsense is funded through taxation, which allows me then to segue into taxation, which um, I am proud to say that I have not contributed to the federal mafia for many decades. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. I mean, I learned I learned really early. I mean, initially, like when I was 16 years old, I thought, man, I'm going to make this much money. It's going to come in the paycheck. I'm going to go buy this stuff. And all of a sudden, my paycheck was like, what, half? <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm going uh, now tell me the truth. Am I making this much per hour or am I making that? But anyway. I think the youngins call um, that getting finessed. So... So what I do when I talk to people about taxation, it's one of my pet little things, is I like to ask them some questions like, you know, does uh, does your neighbor have any right to demand a portion of the money that you make? And they go, well, that's silly. Of course not. I go, well, how about your, uh, what about the rest of your relatives? Do they have a right to any portion? And they go, no. Well, how about strangers? Do they have a right? <laughs> and I go, and they go, no. So so why do you pay this thing we call tax, which, of course, is extortion? They go, well, because, of course, the answer most times is because they'll put me in jail. I said, so what right. you're telling me is it's acceptable for you uh, to live in fear of the very people you have hired to serve and protect you. Nice. Yeah. And... It does and put the I, to the I just try to get more people to think this stuff through. It's just, it's not so to me. I don't know what happened to me or, or why, but um, of course, I started out in life working for the government um, in a variety of ways: military and state, and then feds. feds. So you've and seen out, you've seen the animal from the inside, then? Oh, the corruption! Yeah, it's just that's why I left. I think one that of the things you unbelievable. I think one of the things you probably so, notice when you talk to those people and, and present them with that, uh, you're summarily dismissed because they cannot let that sink into their consciousness. Well, occasionally there'll be somebody who goes, well, I, I, I like to play, pay taxes. I yes. like the things that we have. And I'm going, well, then cover whatever you think I owe to then, okay? Right. Because I ain't playing. They immediately come to but, the defense of their oppressor. Yeah, I just, I just don't get this, as you know from hearing me before, I just don't get this whole thing of how people can see just other people as somehow more important because all of a sudden they moved from next door to you into some office in that's owned by a mafia of some sort. And I call them all mafias. That's why I try to persuade people not to use any of their terminology, but to replace it with something derogatory. That's true. Yeah, like goons, tyrants, despots, parasites, thugs, mafia, gang, idiots, liars, thieves, yeah. lunatics, killers, and gang members. Yeah, because, of course, whenever it's all psychology, all government, this thing we call government is, it's all a psyop, it's psychology, it's working on your brain. It's, that's what allows you to think that somehow they have a right to your money. Well, and, it's just. Uh, and a lot of what it is with talking to people about these things is that, okay, they don't have a logical reason for this, but they can't emotionally handle the idea that uh, that they're slaves, essentially. I mean, maybe oh, it's yeah. only like a 30% slavery instead of a 100% slavery, but... I, I mean, cover that, too. I cover that, too. You know, if I said, what what do you call it when someone demands that you labor for them? You know, and I said, well, if if someone demands 
the result of your labor, the you know what you have gained in result of the your input, your output of energy and time, mm-hmm. uh, and but they demand that, then they are demanding your energy and time, right? Which yeah. then is slavery. Yeah, without just, compensation, I might add. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a great story online somewhere where you know it breaks down all the steps. Right of you know the the state versus you relationship, and mm-hmm. it was like, well, at what point did this become slavery? If you, if it's not slavery at step one, at what point did we get along the way before you know chattel slavery is real slavery? Is, you know, ten percent of your earnings, twenty percent, thirty percent. Yeah. Well, it's all a form. It's just a trans. It just transitioned from from one form of actually hands on to the idea to the concept of threatening if if you don't be their slave. Well, and people are really, really good at ignoring the fact that they are doing all of this under duress. Hey, Jet, I have a suggestion because uh, whenever you call, you have good points to make. You have good techniques, I think. Uh, I think that you, sir, should put together a book full of the Jet <laughs> Techniques to Flavory. And thanks for the call today. Shout out to Robert. I, I would love to read Jet's book if he ever puts one together or at least you know starts blogging online, that type of thing. A six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Taxation is extortion, technically, even though the phrase is taxation is theft. We've got more free talk live coming up. That's right, it is Free Talk Live. Our telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join our conversations, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Beakless Mountaineer and Richard Rich. And you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 28th through July 4th for ForkFest 2021 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. It also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping RV site or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 28th through July 4th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can relax and enjoy the camaraderie of like-minded people, or you can create whatever experience or event you would like others to have. If you are planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with fellow ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat, or even the ForkFest forum. Links to those can be found on the unofficial website, forkfest.party. Mark your calendar now for June 28th through July 4th, 2021, and we'll see you at forkfest.party. I uh, I did make a reservation recently. Have you guys made reservations? Are you coming? I may be there. I have not made reservations. Uh, I do need to make a reservation. You, you can get on that. I have no reservations about making reservations. Get, get on that. Uh, rogerscampground.com. They do have an online reservation tool uh, where you can, and that's what I went through, and they email you a confirmation right away. Uh, they don't accept payment right away, but what they will do is call you back 
at some point and get your payment information over the phone. Yeah, apparently this year they're doing uh, like a, a few designated uh, campground uh, communities. So I need to look into that, figure out which uh, which neighborhood I want to be in, because apparently they're separating those out intentionally this year. I believe that's for the Pork Fest week, not the Fork Different festival. Yeah. Uh, overlapping festival. Not so much. Some folks consider Fork Fest the entire two weeks. Yeah. Others consider it the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. One of the fun things about it being decentralized is, well, it can be whatever you want it to be. It, it overlapped last year conveniently, and this year, like, Forkfest got there first. and like, well, we're not going to be with you guys anymore. We're going a week early. Yeah. Allegedly. So, at any rate, Forkfest.party for more information. Uh, let's go to Chris calling from New Mexico. Chris, you are on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, thank you for letting me on the air. Um, yeah, what's on your mind? I've been on the show for a while. Uh, first, I should say, I'm not going to criticize the previous callers. I'm just going to make some comments on what I heard. Okay. Um, the debate over income tax is an endless one. Um, but when you ask the one question, like he proposed, did you ask, you know, something like, um, does the government have a right to um, take money that you earn or part of the money you earn, or however he phrased it? Mm-hmm. Of course, the answer is, well, no, that doesn't sound right. However, first of all, the government, at least in theory, is is not an entity um, by itself. It's the representatives. It's the people you elect. Well, I don't want to be represented. Pardon me? I don't want to be represented. Right, okay. Libertarians don't want government. Um, What's wrong with that? Okay, so without income... So anyway, if you ask the wrong question, say, for example... Um, if someone asked me, do you want your 20-year-old daughter to marry this 80-year-old Mexican black guy? Um, my answer will be no. Does this mean I am a racist and against aging and blah, blah, blah? No. It's just because it probably won't work. I don't know. How probably much money does like he have? Okay, so, anyway, so... How would you repair the roads and how would... Do you, okay, the right okay, question well, is... Okay, well, consider, the, roads, consider the, the parking lot. Now, parking lots in general have very few potholes. Now, those uh-huh. are, are essentially the same material as roads. So it's not an exclusive capability to create that material, to lay that material, to effectively make a place where cars can drive. There, there have been many, many studies done on, you know, how the roads would get built, funded, repaired, et cetera. And okay. so even improved upon in the absence of government, uh, you know, we can only give you examples because the answer is we don't know the answer to that because government won't get out of the way and let it happen. My general uh, answer to that is nowhere in the world. Build it now. Nowhere in the world. Well, there are places in the world where there are private roads. And guess what? They get built just fine. Name one country that has exclusively private roads. Oh, exclusively private roads. None that I can think of, but that doesn't mean that roads aren't built privately. Roads are built privately all of the time. Just because governments tend to force their way into a market doesn't mean that that market wouldn't exist without them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. You have to prove it. Anyway, so the roads, the airports, the airwaves, the um, electrical grid, the internet, all that has to be paid for. Security, you know, defense of the country. Uh, Yes, they're all valuable things. Yeah. So what you're saying, what you're listing off there, Chris, is uh, products or services. 
And we know that if a thing has value, that a product or service that fits the bill of what that value is will be provided by the market, particularly in the absence of government claiming a monopoly on it. So if the government gets out of the way of everybody else, and that is to say they remove their monopoly on those products and services, if those products and services have value, they will be provided. Well, the defense industry is private, but I've never heard my neighbor or you or, and I'm not totally volunteering to buy um, nuclear weapons and bombers. Because well, they're not allowed to and they're expensive. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Okay, know, no. But, but okay, if, okay, I could, to, if I could buy a tank, I would. I'm just not allowed to. Well, you can. It's That's just going to be a so, decommissioned older one. I mean, getting back to the example of roads and parking lots. Now, parking lots are allowed to be built by commercial entities, by non-governmental entities. Roads sure. are not allowed to be built by non-governmental entities. Public Are lots. you sure? Yes. Yes, there I'm are sure. private roads on uh, on private land, and then uh, Indians are well. Anyway, we could go on on this one. Uh, I'm more interested in the uh, the fact that there is actually fraud. Okay. Who will provide X is, is very simple. Like, is X valuable? Yes. Do people pay for things that they value? Yes. Yes. Therefore, people will pay for X. Uh huh. Like they and pay for health people, insurance, they volunteer to pay for health insurance because it's valuable? Yes, people do. Yeah, right. How many people were uninsured in the United States before Obamacare? Uh, I and how know. many would be without Medicaid? Uh, well, I, 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 I can think of at least one because my wife is an independent contractor and she buys health insurance. Yeah, the interesting the thing market. about your question, Chris, is that people do have the right to not carry insurance. And everybody seems to overlook that when they bring up Obamacare or socialized health care in any way, shape, or form. Do you really want the organization that is responsible for the most death and destruction on the planet, the most irresponsible with its money, to provide you health care? Something seems off about that to me. I can't believe you would subscribe to that theory. I want the government to mandate health insurance, yes. Why? Not to run it. Why? But to mandate it. Why? Because it's in Why do people need to be society. forced? Why do people it's need to be forced? Society, it's in your interest. It's if not it's in, in my, my interest. In, if it's in my oh, yes, interest, I'll do it. Yeah, it's not in my oh, yes, interest to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. If there's somebody out there that says, hey, I don't want to carry health insurance. Okay, don't carry health insurance. There's no reason for you to get men with guns involved to come and point that at them if they don't subscribe to a service. I'm that, is, that is straight extortion, sir. I'm going to let you know a little and secret. I do not carry health insurance. Car insurance I mean, why are you running around without food insurance? Yeah. Why don't you have food insurance? What about insurance? car insurance? What where about where car is insurance? your grocery you insurance? Car insurance is not mandated in New Hampshire. Correct. You're kidding. I'm nope. not kidding. There's no helmet law here either. Or oh seatbelt laws. Oh, my God. You must be the only state in the nation. Oh, my gosh. We must. Freedom, baby. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Chris. Uh, I just... I, I All these people running You're around without curious. water insurance, without food insurance. Yeah. I just... You know, th Chris, there's plenty of books out there. There's, you know, do some actual research on these topics. Don't just call in and be argumentative. I opted out. I opted out of employer health insurance because my portion of the premium would have been too much for me. Yes. So I just went, no, I'll take my full paycheck, please. Yes. And you. it would it wouldn't even be normalized in America to have medical insurance if they hadn't done that in World War II. Yeah.
Like, if they hadn't made it impossible to increase wages, then we wouldn't have had that as a cultural shift. Yeah, well, and let's not forget about what the government did to increase the price of health care before all of this mandating of insurance kicked in. So. Yeah, and as if the pharmaceutical companies are giving us such great care now. Yeah, they're not. Get mad, Captain. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warder looking for a great real estate investment consider new hampshire which is ground zero for the liberty movement your first call should be to mark warden from porcupine real estate he's more than just a real estate agent he's your new hampshire concierge where are the best places to live do you want farm city the burbs or forest do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Again, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Those are the ten digits you need to get your voice on the air during Free Talk Live. It has to be in order, though. In that order, yes. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, Bigless Mountaineer, and Richie Rich. And we have been back-to-back phone calls the last couple of segments, and I see no reason to stop now. Let's go to Ryan calling from New Mexico. Ryan, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. What's on your mind? Hey, so, so I mean, the question about uh, no insurance, what if you got in an accident, uh, a catastrophic accident, and you had no one to sue, and you had to pay for it? Uh, theoretically, you would be on the hook. However, here's what I've learned under the current system, and I am open to the argument that I am now a hypocrite when it comes to this, but several years ago, 2016, I also was not carrying insurance because I had like three part-time jobs, and it wasn't mandated. And then I got hit by a car. Bam! Right? Broke my leg, ended up in the hospital. The first thing the hospital did is make me fill out all the insurance paperwork for Obamacare at the time and then retroactively (laughs) made it apply to me. Like, all right. Well, that seems to work. Wins on both ends. Wow. My hospital bill went from well, like 50 seems... grand to zero. And then I got well, a settlement. And then another aspect of insurance is whenever these people don't get insurance, they don't go see their uh, their cheaper practitioner for a minor situation. Right. So then they have to go to the emergency room whenever their minor situation becomes too big for them to deal with. So, so that ends up going on all of our uh, all of our bills anyway. Well, so we our, might as well just our system have is government mandated anyway. Yeah, our system's awful. Yeah, so, awful so in preventative care. For for those who don't know, there was a time in the United States of America. There was a time when you would belong to what's known as a friendly society or some sort of group of people, mutual aid a network. mutual aid network, and you would get together with these people, and you all would pay the annual salary for a physician. 
and anybody who belonged oh. to your group was able to make appointments, and that was your doctor, you know, Dr. Bob or whatever, right? That was your doctor. Now, if somebody became, like, let's say you had a hypochondriac in, in your group, and they sort of started <laughs> yeah. monopolizing and calling the doctor all, all day and night and, you know, lots of house calls, not leaving a lot of time for him to see the rest of the group. Well, it was up to the group to police that situation. Now, if there were extenuating circumstances, perhaps there was another group with, you know, uh, other people that more, you know, closely resembled or had more free, whatever it is, a doctor that specialized, whatever. There were ways of dealing with this stuff. But essentially, that's how uh, physicians work. That's how healthcare worked. You didn't need insurance for regular healthcare, right? Insurance well, only became a thing. That essentially, yeah, no, that essentially it, sounds like insurance. Well, insurance only became a thing because. Insurance was supposed to be for the most extreme situations, the just-in-case situations, mm-hmm. not for your mm-hmm. day-to-day health care. Right, the catastrophic now, stuff. Now, why did the health model change from a mutual aid or friendly society into what we have today? High taxes Ironically, on it's because the physicians themselves petitioned government because they weren't their salaries weren't high enough, according to them, for their skills and expertise. So they petitioned governments to to get them to act on their behalf, and so that well, eventually well, morphed into what we a, have. I could take it a bit further. I could agree with that, and also say the insurance salesmen are paying the lobbyists because if they uh, they want their slice of the pie, and right. so. And then also the the lawyers and the judges who are getting the lawsuits off of the insurance. Now the difference, and then the high cost of pills. Right now it's the also, difference. So it's all all of those people want their their cut of the money. The and difference, the Ryan, pays it all without asking questions. Right. The difference between what we have now, Ryan, and what was then was the incentive. Yeah. Right. Because the yeah, doctor yeah. in the in the friendly society would get paid based on keeping everybody healthy. Whereas doctors mm-hmm. today only get paid for treating people when they are ill. So the incentive well, is completely reversed. Yeah, right now well, you I get think, the most I, money I for keeping that, people alive but sick. Well, I think I think it would be fair to maybe make people pay $50 a month if we could get insurance down to $50 a month, but we can't with the high cost well, of pills because these billionaires want to make billions of dollars you're, off You're of not going to get it down to $50 a month under the government model. And also, th- just using the word make people pay, that's where you're wrong. As soon as you want to force somebody to do something that they have no choice in is where you become wrong. And one option well, what that- about, well then you could, just, you could just raise taxes in New Hampshire and then everybody has insurance and nobody even worries about it. And we wouldn't advocate for that because we again, don't want more taxes. But again, taxation is forcing somebody to do something they haven't done, and you would still be wrong. Yeah, another, another well, option yeah, here besides insurance is failure? direct primary care. You can get direct primary care. You can pay a, a monthly stipend directly to the physician, and then they will keep you healthy. Well, well yeah, but what about if you get in a car wreck and you break your legs? Then you go to that uh, direct primary care physician... And they and they, yeah. So you, part, part of that is everybody will be pissed because what if you get cancer and you have to run up a bill of a million dollars? Right. So part of that is the disconnect between the current pricing scheme, where everyone, no one sees the price of care because it's always done by the insurance company, and that has spiked the prices beyond what the normal person would pay for those services. Yes. Like if I broke my leg and the bill that. was ten thousand dollars. You know, out of pocket, it might I might need a payment plan, 
but I could cover that. Yeah. But $50,000. Now, also, there's the government bloating of these medical industries, right? Because they are so hugely overregulated. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. The overregulation of these medical industries is so insane that you can't get anything for a decent price. Unless, of course, you leave, you know, the geographic area known as the United States and go to someplace where it's not so heavily regulated and you can buy the product for actual retail price not inflated government price. And that's also part of the problem with preventative medicine is that it is so very difficult to be allowed to practice any kind of medicine here that only only a certain kind of medicine can get practiced under that kind of regulatory environment. Mm. And I'll tell you, it's not preventative. Yeah, I I think the overall message here is that the the medical field is so foobarred uh, for lack of a better term, from a libertarian yeah. perspective, there's so many angles you can take yeah. on where the problem started or stems from and then how to resolve that issue. Well, and again, the thing that well, should scare people, the thing that should scare everybody listening to my voice right now is that there is no incentive to keep you healthy. There's no incentive for anybody in the <laughs> medical industry to keep you healthy. Well, yeah. there's personal incentive, well, right? Well, I want to live long and prosper. <laughs> But society doesn't want you to, because then once you get above sixty, you just end up becoming essentially a leech. I mean, I, well, I the pharmaceutical that, industry just... loves people over sixty as yeah. long as they're sick, but yeah, not sick, but not do. dead. They it... want you sick, but not well, dead. Well, and so, uh, so what I was thinking is, what if we uh, streamline the whole process and we just had a single national entity that could handle lawsuits for malpractice, that could handle costs for uh, pills. And we could just really hold the politicians' feet no. to the fire. Yeah, no, no, no. Single, oh, single yeah, because holding the politicians' feet to the fire has worked so well yeah. in everything else. Hey, <laughs> hey, Ryan, thanks for the call. A uh, single national entity means monopoly, and whenever you have no choice, it always ends up badly for those people yeah. getting the care. I don't want it streamlined. I want like an infinite number of competitors in the marketplace all vying for my medical dollar. Yeah, monopolies always lead to worse service and higher prices. Yeah, yeah. And I can't believe that, like, more people aren't pointing out the incentive part. Like, if you hire somebody to be smarter than you and tell you how to, you know, live longer and all that kind of stuff, their incentive should be keeping you healthy, right? They should be getting paid whenever you're healthy. And then if you get sick, immediately their payment should be cut off until you are once again healthy, so whatever you set your health standards at, those goals should be met by your health care provider, if you will. And then as long as they're being met, great. Here's your money yeah. every month. Well, And that was why the friendly society has worked is because you got paid the same regardless. And if you kept someone unhealthy, then you just had to work harder. Right. Yeah. 603-283-6160. The incentive to me is the important part when it comes to health care. If there's no incentive to keep you healthy, then you have to ask where the incentive is, and it's usually not in the right place. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. More free talk live on the way. See, you read a parody in like 13 seconds with no previous information whatsoever. Huh? You think you can do it, pal? Do you? Huh? 
Not right now. Oh, are we on the air? Oh, we're live. Oh, five minutes. Yes, Free Talk Live. The, 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 audio, the audio of the break should be its own podcast. It should, really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do that for, uh, like, the amplifier listeners. There you go. Right, the folks who amplify. We'll tell you about the AMP program here in just a minute. Our telephone number here is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live, the live radio call-in program where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. We'll get to your calls and thoughts in a minute. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Speakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And uh, speaking of amplifiers, I wanted to say thank you tonight to Lord Porcupine. Ooh. That's right. Uh, I've met Does this he guy. also have land in Scotland? I, you know, uh, he has not surfaced in a while. Okay. I don't know if Lord Porcupine, you know, hibernates for the winter or something. But uh, the next time I see him, I do want to question him about his lordship, because I think it would be really fun if he does not own a plot of land in Scotland for him to do so to make his lordship a little more appropriate. Official. So anyway, Lord... Has his lordship been endowed upon him by porcupines? Lord Porcupine has... uh, He's a platinum-level amplifier, which I believe means he gives 25 bucks? That's my understanding. Or more. Or, or more. Uh, to, well, as a lord, he's obviously got it covered. Apparently. So perhaps he is an official lord uh, with that type of a contribution. What happens is you can go over to amp.freetalklive.com and find out all about the Amplifier program. Essentially, you contribute some money to the Amplifier program. This money goes directly to help get this radio program that you're listening to right now onto more stations. So right now we're on uh, 185 or so stations. We could be on 200. We could be on 250. 300 stations is not impossible. It's all up to you, and we could use your help. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. You do get some little perks for the different levels of membership of being an amplifier. Uh, but most importantly, if you partake in Free Talk Live, if you've you know dined at the buffet of our show seven nights a week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., then consider contributing to help us get on to more radio stations if you find our content valuable. We do appreciate it. Thank you again, Lord Porcupine, for your contribution. If you skip the ads, no more free riding. <laughs> I'm just I, kidding. I don't skip the ads. All right. No, not you. If the listener doesn't listen to the paid advertisements, they should contribute in another way. Indeed. The AMP program. Indeed. No more free riding. That's all I'm saying. All right. So uh, we've been doing phone calls tonight. So let's go to Pat calling from Michigan. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. What's My on your condolences mind? to the Lord Porcupine as I see his skin laying all upon the road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. We, we've always called them quill pigs where I come from. <laughs> I've never had porcupine. Does it taste like chicken? Oh, pigs you do actually... not want to have porcupine. One time I was out hunting, and a trick my old man taught me is you lay down something that smells like you, and you got a critter, you know, a squirrel or whatever. You were out hunting in the winter up here. It's hard. Yep. And we'd lost a hound. So, uh, yeah, I found a quill pig in a tree, and I popped him, and I gutted him open, and it was the most rotten green, yellow fat that I ever did see. They eat pine for a living. Ooh. Nothing in his right mind will eat a quill pig unless he's starving. All right. And that's the old wood lore why you don't kill one is because it's about the only critter in the woods you can catch and kill with a club with a broken leg. 
You know, Pat, but I've, I've learned something today. Thank you for calling. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm talking, I'm, I'm thinking back to this Obamacare, all right? And uh, old Mr. China Joe O'Biden just reinstituted it. Mm-hmm. Well, I do not prescribe to any government anything, and I will not buy any product that they sell. So they're going to tax me $695 every year for not buying their product. Right. As they did previously. Right? Now, I want to point out, as you were talking about government overreach, this uh, whole Biden-Obama package was passed at 3 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve when nobody was paying any damn attention to what was going on. Kind of reminds they didn't me of even like... invite the Republicans to the vote. Yeah, what do they say? Uh, parents used to say this. Uh, nothing good ever happens after midnight. Wait a minute. Wait a yeah, minute. Don't if go to happened... the parking lot in the bar. That's for damn sure. If it happened on Christmas Eve, isn't this Trump's fault? What? Dude, this, Christmas this Eve? was when Trump was running his hotels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what does... Yeah, this was back in the Obama era. Oh, okay. He kept saying but Obama, it, it, like it was a new thing. That no, this was one of the first things Obama did. This is one of the first things Obama did. Yep. Yeah, it, and it does remind me of uh, when they instituted the Federal Reserve. It was another one of those situations where it was in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve when everyone, you know, was off doing their own thing. Because... Yeah, let's just slide it under the closet door and pretend nobody notices. Well, and I mean, okay, here's a fun one. The CARES Act, the largest spending bill in human history. We still don't have a record for how that vote went. Like, they had a voice vote. There is no record whatsoever as for who voted against that thing and who voted for it. Isn't that the one that the old Nancy says you have to read it to find out what's in it? <laughs> That's the it one. like 4,000 pages or some freaking thing? Well, actually, I think she said that uh, we have to pass it to find out what's in it. There was a recent yeah, bill. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. That was a brain fart on my end. There was a recent bill that I think came up in the Senate where uh, one of the Republican senators uh, required that the bill be read out loud. Yeah, that was, that? Uh, that was uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Rand. That, that was, okay. uh, the, was it? the guy from Washington, or not Washington, Wisconsin. Okay, so not Rand Paul. Is that your Wisconsin Johnson? I, I thought it was yeah, Rand Paul. That, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was Rand Paul that uh, uh, tried to pass the bill to like you have to read bills or we're not allowed to pass them. And surprise, surprise, oh. all of Congress went, "No, we are no, not no, no. passing that." No, no, that's the Read the Bills Act of in some form or fashion. This was like they he got on the Senate floor, or whatever, and said like, "You, I, I'm motioning that this be read before we take a vote on it." And then they spent 10 hours and two aides reading the entire text of this, you know, bill of some kind. Oh, nice. And by the time they got 10 hours to the end of it, everyone- Best filibuster ever. Everyone except for that one congressman, senator, whatever, like had already left the building. Like he was the only ones, and they're reading this thing into the record, and he's the only one still sitting there. Pat, Pat, any further thoughts? Heaven forbid they make us do our homework. Well, you know, they shouldn't make us do anything. We should elect to do our own homework. No, I'm, own talk, I'm talking about the ro- the royal we there in Washington. I the, gotcha. uh, yeah. The, uh, you, you, remember, you remember back in the day when they were uh, the libertarians were complaining about car, cow farts? 
<laughs> no, I don't. Pat, Lisa's but, uh, too much methane. Oh, they were. Yeah, they the were actually call, saying Pat. cows were polluting the atmosphere with methane. I've I, I heard this before. It's ridiculous. Were libertarians thanks, saying that? Thanks for the call. No, uh, there's there's something going around on the internet now saying that like you know cows produce more uh, you know toxic gas than cars do or something. Oh yeah, and that was the challenge yeah. to like you, you spend the evening in the garage with the car and I'll do it with the cow. We'll see who wakes up in the morning. Right, that's the challenge. Uh, 603-283-6160. Flatulent swine. Is it a thing? Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Koinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Koinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now and your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Koinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. And you haven't even been to my frickin' website, dude? How dare you be a critic of what I do? It's oh my impossible God, I to remember I that site. Lordkickass.com is impossible yeah, to remember? remember that. Dude, come on, man. Come on. He wouldn't even sing your COVID Christmas carols. Jeez, man. Or are we live? Oh, we're live. Uh, 603-283-6160 is the telephone number here in the studio. This is Free Talk Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Peakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And, well, we continue to get calls, and so... That's the best kind of show, man. As somebody pointed out to me earlier in the show, we are a radio call-in talk program. It's our duty and our obligation to answer that phone. (laughs) He said duty. Duty. Let's go to Dustin in Kansas. Well, he was number two, right? Dustin, you're on Free Talk Live. That skunk? I heard what the kids are up to smoking these days. My speech might be slurred. I'm I'm on another mixed drink of what are you drinking? Cocoa. What's in it? Uh, <laughs> I I've got a mixture of milk and honey. Those are still Budweiser commercials on um, the the Super Bowl, but 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 I've got a mixed drink of milk and honey. Honey first. The whiskey, then you put in the um, hot brew tea, the um, the cold milk, and then the instant coffee, coffee grind. So so it's it, it's a uh, caffeine just like cocoa, but uh, but it's a uh, cold hot cocoa for for the for that crust. It's like that, that a just hot eat, cold up or down that, or all that, at the same time. Hot. Yeah, it sounds like a coffee hot toddy. Is it, it, is, no, it's a milk and milk. It's a drink of milk and honey. I got to ask Peach what eye. kind, what kind of whiskey is in it? What brand? Oh, clear or, or, or brown. No, what brand? Where do you get clear uh, whiskey? Hold on. Actually, yeah, uh, actually whiskey no, no, comes out clear. Because, because the crops are, are, are only on bread and water. Your crops are only on bread and water. So therefore, the hot crook, cocoa? The crop. Crook. They're corrupt. The crooks. Oh, the crooks. Be- because they can't. Because like Ebola and that pig, that pig and cow, um, gas, methane. Th- isn't that it, Bill Gates taught one time? He reads <laughs> I, eyes, uh, eyes and O's. 
Isn't that Ebola a one? Like the the corrupt E against a bowl of skunk? Dustin, thank you for and the then, call. Have you ever tried Jenkum? Dust in the wind. I think that guy's three sheets to the wind. Maybe not. What was the website again? LordKickass.com. Lord yes. yes. Lee. Check, check out his new Lee, song. Anybody named city. Lee should go there. <laughs> Only if you spell it with a G-H, though. Who does that? Oh, did I? I'm, ooh. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, uh, Jerkkickass.com. Yep. Doxing me I on the air. I am a jerk. <laughs> you are a jerk. <laughs> We are all jerks together. Anybody who went to church and ever sang that song knows that. So my uh, illustrious career as a parody artist actually started in church. You're a jerk nice. and I'm a jerk yeah, and that... we are jerks together. <laughs> so that song was called uh, uh, I Am the Church, right? Uh, it's uh, But no, I changed it into I Am a Jerk. You are a jerk, right? Uh, there's another church, one. There's another go. hymnal called uh, They'll Know We Are Christians by Our Love. And I, of course, changed the very last word from love to breath. They'll know we are Christians by our breath. Because it smells by like our wine breath. and unleavened bread. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our breath. Yes. I had, I got in a lot of trouble in church. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, the worst part uh, ever to, not worse, but like the worst trouble that I got into was uh, when I discovered marijuana and got high before church like we got to church and then one of the older kids there his name was jimmy uh jimmy had the marijuana and we all stuck out and by we all was like me and like my brother and jimmy i think there might have been one other kid way to put him on blast now yeah nobody remember. i think jimmy's okay. dead anyway um at any rate <laughs> so we go outside we smoke down this joint and then it's time for the service right and uh that day uh, the my family and, and myself uh, happened to be seated like in one of the front rows, not the center row, but off to the side. But the reverend was speaking at the podium to our side. So he was right in front of me and I'm kind of baked. And he does this sermon where he repeatedly says the phrase, the high priest. And every time he does, I go, <laughs> because I'm high, right? Yeah. It was way funnier. That would have been like the high parishioner, though. It, it was way funnier when, when it happened. Than Most things are. Most things are funnier when you're high. He may have done that just to mess with you. Because when you're, when you're up on stage <laughs> he, he in front of everybody. Known. He yeah. may have seen the bloodshot eyes right. and the, you know. The, the snickering in the front row. The terrible cotton mouth. And, you know, yeah, maybe. Is it time for the wine yet? Jesus. All right. So, moving on. <laughs> moving right along. Let's go to Chris, who's calling from Connecticut. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, my question goes into your talking about uh, too much government. So mm -hmm. it is, uh, how do we have some functional society without some form of government? Well, Voluntarily. Yeah. I mean, how do you have anything? Like government doesn't make society. First of all, society and government are two separate things. Right. Society predates government. Society existed long before government ever existed. So that's how. I mean, you just simply look beyond the time when governments existed. How did people get along? Guess how they got along? Through cooperation with each other, through market forces, and through, you know, essentially only using violence in the form of defense. I think the Shire Society and the members who are, uh, uh, follow that doctrine 
right, exist peacefully and cooperatively amongst themselves without any need for coercion and violence. Now, there are ways that societies in history have dealt with all of the problems that I'm sure, you know, yourself or other people who have asked this question immediately have running through their heads. Well, what about the one guy who decides to murder, you know, your son or, you know, the one guy who decides he's going to steal your crops or the one guy who's going to, there are methods of dealing with that. Uh, several of them, as a matter of fact, a society can uh, exonerate a person, shun them in some way, shape or form. Uh, There are many other ways you could hire, you know, all sorts of private services uh, to help secure your place or your crops don't get stolen, things of that nature. Uh, The problem is, is that nobody can imagine these things because government won't get out of the way. They won't give up their monopoly on these products and services so people can innovate in these fields. So they stay stagnant. And of course, government doesn't want you to think about these things. They don't want you to think about what would happen in the absence of government, that it would be just really easy for entrepreneurs and businesses to come in and provide these things at a good price at a market value where you'd have some choice in the provider. And if the provider didn't do things the way you wanted to, well, you could just go to another provider who would. They don't want you thinking about these things. I would also like to point out that bad things happen under the government paradigm as it is. And let's not forget that government is the biggest offender of personal liberties. Understood. Government is by far the least civilized part of our civilization. Go ahead, Chris. So what, what would your, what would your overall suggestion be to how do we structure things now? Well, as it may be. So uh, people have asked in the past in history, well, if you get rid of slaves, Who will pick the cotton? Now, nobody at the time could have ever told you that the answer to that question is, well, it's going to be uh, juice that we extract uh, from underground that that used to be dinosaurs and is now turned into oil, which then will refine into fuel, which will power giant machines that will do the harvesting. At that time, nobody could have told you that. And if they were able to tell you that, the first thing out of your mouth would have been, oh, you're just, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. There are going to be giant machines powered by dinosaur juice. They're going to pick the cotton. That's not, you're crazy. Now, as far as how do we figure it out is basically by custom. Like, you do the things that get people to actually hang out with you. And that's how we figure it out. Yeah, so government just needs to get out of the way to allow people to figure out what the structures will be, and there will be multiples of them. And thank you for the call tonight, Chris. We appreciate it. Uh, it's it's just really the government needs to get out of the way so people can innovate like they do. And then it'll all just happen. Six zero three two eight three six. And now you tell me you're, you're a, what's the word? Glutarded? Oh my gosh, how did I not? I've been sitting here doing a show with a glutard this whole time. That's insensitive. And I didn't even know? Oh my God. Sensitivity training for the captain. Oh, we're, we're would, on the air again. Oh, would you like a muffin? <laughs> Don't you know that's how people get yeast infections? <laughs> yes, it is Free Talk Live 603. 603- Two eight three six one six zero. You'll have to pardon my uh, ranting at my co-host here. I'm finding out all sorts of crazy things about them that I didn't know previously, and it's sort of, you know, 
The outbursts are uncontrolled tonight. It blew my mind. If you're getting yeast infections from baked goods, you got a funny way of eating. (laughs) That or you're banging the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yes, Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. I'm your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. Beakless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. You know, let's just continue the fun. David, in New Mexico, you are on Free Talk Live. Yes, radio must die. Why must the radio die? Because well, the, the guy's like this. Uh, let's see, where does it go? Uh, where he began to take an interest in the use of the propaganda to promote the party and the program after the Nazi seizures of power. In 1933, Google's propaganda ministry quickly gained and exerted control right, David, over David, the news, media, David, arts, and David, information. David, I've, I've been to New Mexico. Nobody talks like that there. I think he's doing yeah, I'm not in New Robert. Mexico. I'm yeah. somewhere floating in space and mixing all of the accents into one accent that is space unidentifiable. Nazis. Yeah, you've kind of gone from like German to French now, so I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, if he's doing well, Robert, you know, Germany though, he's, and France he's taking are way right too next many together, and I believe there is a... An area is it called Alsace, where they're basically um, uh, uh, half and half uh, French and German. Uh, where Stras, I think Strasbourg might be there. Look it up. So anyway, so Goebbels speaking German anyway. Are you you're still what? talking about Goebbels? Goebbels, yeah. Propaganda ministry quickly gained and exerted control over the news media, arts, and information in Germany. He part- was particularly adept at using the relatively new media of. Radio. So that's why radio must die. So, didn't this, this video goes, kill what, the radio star? I tried that. I, I messed that joke up too. Yeah, um, yeah I couldn't. I, I thought about that too. I couldn't really work it in. I don't. I didn't know how to incorporate that. But the you captain have to do has. It, you have to do it as, as a question. Yes. Yeah, a question. I'm. I'm not sure. I. I had no comment. So I did hear that what, radio was a dead medium. Dead medium. Mm-hmm. Much like well, okay. uh, so is the much Ouija like printed board. news and oh nice yeah the Ouija board <laughs> is a dead medium. So so recently in New Mexico the governor is in hot water here Michelle Lujan Grisham because uh, not only did she make an appearance on the uh, uh, Joseph Goebbels radio station here in New Mexico KKKOB. Um, nice. where uh, she was protected by them, the Minister of Propaganda on KKOB, Brandon Hagany. But um, she has been spending your money, New Mexicans, on, she spent $1,000, well, no, it was like $1,300 a month for the last year, like 19, or was it 13000 anyway, it was over $10,000 in a one-year period for her entertaining budget uh, for foreign dignitaries, uh, VIPs, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of but, foreign dignitaries you, go to New Mexico? Also, I have a question. Oh, I have a question about the people of New Mexico, because David has alluded to them being potentially called New Mexicans. So, if you are a person, oh, I don't know, let's say of retirement age or older, and you live in New Mexico, are you disallowed because now you are an old New Mexican? I think that's how it works. Yes. Okay. I, as a matter of fact, I think that's how it uh, reads in the Constitution, the New Mexico Constitution. Says that word for word, just how you cited it, I believe. Well, you then, lose citizenship so, at fifty, apparently. Well, then continue on. Send them all to Florida. Well, yeah, but so so she spent all of this money over the last year um, on uh, there was like five hundred dollars worth of alcohol, and she got uh, wagyu beef at two hundred dollars a pound. Wagyu beef. That's not even a good deal. Six, yeah, and sixty-four dollar a pound tuna steaks. 
And so, and this was all in the taxpayer money. And if you remember, during this last year, how much partying was supposed to be going on? Zero. Yeah, they were they were going to like raid people if they had like you know Thanksgiving. (laughs) Right. So the governor bought. She spent. uh, There was 153 trips to a grocery store, I believe, and spending like thirteen thousand in total. It was over a thousand dollars a month. All during someone was stimulating the economy. Pardon? I said, good thing someone there was stimulating the economy. Exactly, exactly. And and so um, there was not supposed to be any partying going on. And when you buy alcohol, generally it's for some sort of partying, usually. And when you buy uh, Wagyu beef at $200 a pound and tuna steaks at $64 a pound, that generally suggests some sort of festive environment as well, as opposed to a routine lunch. Um, and... But this wasn't supposed to be happening. So if, if we'll, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt in that there couldn't possibly have been any partying going on because she had made that illegal here in New Mexico for everybody. I, I have and to say, politicians would never break a law that yeah. they themselves had made. I, I've been thinking about no, it. No, I've been thinking about it for at least 30, maybe 45 seconds now. Uh, $500 on booze. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin. That's basically Thanksgiving. I thought you were going to say Saturday night. Right, right. Yes, yes. You, you are, you are entirely correct. I'm very familiar with that uh, Wisconsin uh, environment, and you are, you are exactly correct. You betcha. And and so, but, oh yeah, don't you know, know Derhe? Governor... Holy buckets! I just said, oh yeah, don't you know Derhe? Holy yeah, don't buckets. you know? Eh? And so she, the governor, would never violate the the law that she had uh, had had executively ordered, of course. So that means, by deduction, that she was consuming these uh, groceries for her own personal use mm. which would be which would be there's a, there's actually a law against that in New Mexico that says that uh, those funds that are used for the foreign dignitaries cannot be used for personal use and so if she violated one of the uh, the part the partying rule then she broke that law and if she didn't violate the partying rule then she broke the other law so one way or the other she did it now she was on this radio station the other day, KKKOB, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and now that's where Brandon Hagany and T.J. Trout and Brandon Vogt block uh, uh, phone calls from inquiring minds like my own. Mm-hmm. So that's where the Joseph Goebbels uh, Nazi tactics tie in to the state of New Mexico. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, her radio appearance on KKOB, along with Brandon Hagany, Brandon Vogt, and T.J. Trout. How do you like that for connecting dots? Well, it seems like, David, and thank you for the call tonight, it seems like you have the situation where there is a politician in a position of power who has abused their power. I'm sure he filed a complaint with all the proper channels. I mean, that looked into. I good am, thing they answer to us. I am shocked. Just wait till I the am next shocked. election cycle. I am appalled, and I am shocked. This this is unprecedented. No politician ever anywhere on the face of the planet in all of history of all of mankind has ever gotten themselves into a position of power and then misused that power. And if they did, it's because they had the mandate of the people to do so. <laughs> the, the mandate of the people. Mandate, mandate of, of the, the people. I, I've been referring to the, the will of the people masses. because, you know, there's several different names for will. I've been calling it the bill of the people or the William of the people just to be more proper. Sure. You know, because, well, it's a fictitious thing. Is anyway. it the people's willy? 
<laughs> the willy of the people. Well, it's certainly being tugged on, but not in the right way. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they're serving us in this way. I it, I want to get served some Wagyu steak and some t- uh, tuna steaks, man. I, I, well, yeah. Fresh tuna steak is good. Having been a commercial fisherman for a period of time, I've had like literally fresh tuna uh, just straight out of the water. Fresh um, off the boat. You know, yeah, and you cook them up a little blackened swordfish or yep. uh, tuna steak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, I'm going to say this again because it bears repeating, and that is the entire political structure that includes everything under the umbrella of what's commonly referred to as government is unethical and immoral because the entire system is based on something in unethical and immoral, and that is taking somebody else's value without their consent and then applying it to whatever the hell they want to. So anybody who derives their living under that umbrella is deriving their payment, their paycheck, in an unethical and immoral way. Even public school teachers. If only we had the ability to disassociate ourselves from these horrible criminals. Yeah, if there were choice, wouldn't that be great? If you could choose, not just because, you know, you happen to fall out of your mom's vagina on a specific plot of land, right? But you were able to actually choose to associate with these organizations or not. You touched home base. That means I own you. Oh, the future. Sadly, we're out of time. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Eastern. This has been Free Talk Live. Thanks. Peace. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island, Jonathan was wandering through the countryside when he passed a farmyard. On the porch of a nicely kept home, Jonathan found a woman and her three children huddled together crying. Suddenly, Jonathan was tapped on his shoulder from behind. As he turned, a man asked him, You with the food police? No, sir. I'm just passing by. What's all the trouble here? My wife and children are pretty upset. We're waiting for the food police to pick me up. They say I'm a criminal. Oh, what crime are you accused of committing? My crime is growing and selling too much food. Growing and selling too much food is a crime? Around here it is. You see, the food police see to it that no farmer sells so much food that it will lower the prices that other farmers can charge for their crops. How can they do that? Sometimes the food police buy up the food and send it abroad to ruin the prices of foreign farmers. Sometimes they just outlaw more than a certain quota of land use, food production, or sales. Whatever the method, the penalties for violators are the same, fines and jail sentences. What will happen to your family now that you're taken away from them? Ah. Uh, Without my income, my family surely won't be able to afford the high prices of food these days. My wife will probably wind up dependent on charity from relatives or the officials. Those officials love to care for the poor people that they impoverish. Stay tuned for another bizarre episode in the adventures of Jonathan Gullible. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com Ross Ulbricht is serving a double life sentence without parole for all nonviolent charges. He is a first-time offender and no victims were named at trial. 
Ross is condemned to die in a cage because he made a website called Silk Road that allowed people to exchange what they chose using Bitcoin as long as no third party was harmed. Please help. Sign and share the petition at freeross.org to commute Ross's sentence and bring him home.